Shane, over the last couple of months when you've been on the show, you said don't give up on big tech just yet. That was the right call. We've got these companies leading the way. Should investors and bulls be excited about that, or is this like the market running out of ideas? No, I think you should be excited about that. I've said it before, and it continues to be the case. These big tech names have good long-term trends. Let's look at the teen survey that came out today uh, talking about teen brand loyalty. Uh, if you look at teenagers, something like 88% of those surveyed have an iPhone, 28% have an Apple Watch. So there's brand loyalty here. Uh, these kids like Apple and will continue to use Apple, and yet Apple is has been down and beaten up. You mentioned Amazon early on when you opened the show. Let's think about Amazon. It's kind of been written off because people think this work from home reopening uh, ceases the need for, for a lot of these stocks and companies that benefited from the lockdowns. But we forget that while there are many things about reopening that people will do because they're glad that they can, there is some behavior modification that comes out of a year long basic quarantine. And part of that is that people will start to use services like Amazon Prime and uh, those types of things, Zoom, because of the uh, just being able to, to have the convenience. And so there's opportunity here and big tech, semiconductors, AI, um, electric cars, these are all trends, long-term trends that are going to continue to gain momentum and these stocks benefit from those things. Now, two of the semiconductors that I see on your list today, you've mentioned Marvell to us before, which is still uh, uh, pushing up towards the highs. NVIDIA seems to be waking up a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you kind of like to look at some of those that maybe have been more plateauing as catching up now, ones that investors kind of pulled back from is now realizing, hey, you know what, we can still own these companies and they're still going to do well. Well, let's talk about a company like Marvell. One of the biggest drivers of Marvell's earnings and performance is going to be 5G. If you think about what Congress is doing, a potential infrastructure build, uh, building out potential fiber optic infrastructure and uh, 5G technology is going to benefit a company like Marvell. Uh, NVIDIA, it benefits in a wide variety of ways from a lot of different trends. It benefits from the gaming trend. Its graphic interface chip is the, uh, the go-to for almost every major uh, software inter uh, hardware interface. And, and you also have AI and driverless cars, electric vehicles, all of these things uh, NVIDIA benefits from. So when it was down 20% two, three weeks ago, that seemed like a tremendous buying opportunity. And even today, the stock still is attractive uh, when you look at the long-term trends and, and, and the, what it will benefit from um, as we continue to have uh, these trends that began prior to the pandemic, accelerated during the pandemic, and will continue to accelerate as Congress starts to spend on infrastructure and, and things of that sort. Does that uh, optimism and that bullish tone for these companies that have ties in with real economic industrial trends, does that extend, Shana, to companies that are more either pure uh, quarantine software stocks? We've got cloud stocks that are still depressed off highs. We've got the whole suite in the uh, arc sphere and the uh, uh, moon, the high growth, like uh, you know, moonshot trades, the 
speculative kind of bets? I mean, do we see buying opportunity there as well, or is that a different category? Well, I think you have to be careful in some of those spaces. We have a, a fairly accommodative, actually fairly isn't probably the right word, a very accommodative Fed. You have a very uh, high levels of liquidity in the market. There's money sloshing around everywhere, which increases speculation in the market. We've seen some symptoms of this, We've whether it be Archegos, um, two weeks ago or a week ago, having its issues with its margin call, the GME uh, fiasco with Wall Street bets, speculation starts to rise when people don't know where to put their money. That said, if you focus on the fundamentals, where the economy is going, where the long-term trends and technology and changes in our world today, pandemic or not, those are the stocks I would want to play in. Now, some of them are expensive. Some of them are, as you put it, moonshots. And so I would want to focus on looking at fundamentals of the balance sheet, what is their cash flow like, and then pick and choose from there. But there are opportunities in this market to take advantage of uh, those types of stocks for, as I've said repeatedly, long-term trends uh, that go much longer than a year or two. Shana, what about on the other end, the more core reopening and back to normal stocks that we were just looking at, these funds that track restaurants or services or uh, the real travel-oriented plays that are pretty well off the recent highs, too. What is going on here? I mean, I would think that this story is just building up. We got this incredible employment print. We see services numbers powering up. Uh, we've got job openings that they can't even hire enough servers right now because the restaurants are starting to boom already. I mean, how come all of a sudden we've got this uh, kind of slowdown happening in this trade when it seems the data is just starting to pick up? Well, that's an interesting conundrum. Some of those stocks might have gotten a little bit ahead of themselves. Of course, the market is forward looking. Uh, so a lot of the reopening uh, was priced in. I do think there's a little bit of trepidation here. Uh, people are concerned about inflation, concerned about the Fed not moving. You know, we talk about the Fed wanting to continue to stay accommodative, wanting to keep rates low for several years now. And I think people feel like that's not actually going to be possible and the Fed is going to have its hand forced at some point. And I think that people also are concerned about um, potential new variants, even though the vaccine rollout has been so strong. And, and But you have the director of the CDC have, uh, suggesting that we should still be cautious. And, and I think people are a little bit confused. And then they look at the market, which has done really well, and it doesn't connect with how they're experiencing life right now. And so you're seeing some volatility, you're seeing some uncertainty from investors. But again, I think if you focus on fundamentals, one of the things we've done at Spotlight Group is start to shift a lot of our allocations to active management because we feel like they do focus more on fundamentals and fundamentals are going to matter going forward. As we get past the pandemic, things that we haven't been thinking about, monetary policy, fiscal policy, you know, generally getting back to normal, the fact that the rest of the world isn't going to reopen when the U.S. does because they're so much further behind in the vaccine rollout. All of these things need to be considered, and there's risk there. And so you should be focusing on managing risk. You should be focusing and looking at fundamentals of stocks and picking your spots where there's opportunities mm. for uh up, uh, exposure to longer term trends, but risk is out there. And people, I think, are starting to begin to feel like maybe the market is a little bit of ahead of itself and maybe we should start focusing past reopening. And there's 
concerns and risk there. Hey, Shana, last one, we only got about a minute, but looking at the bond connection with stocks, particularly the tech breakout, I look at the correlation right now between the NASDAQ and bonds, and it started to roll over literally right when the bond market stopped moving. At 1.7%, it stopped, and now we've got this tech revival happening. Do we need to get through Powell or some more data to feel comfortable that bonds are going to derail this market? I do think so. And I think Powell's comments tomorrow matter from that perspective. It's not just been in the last year that and every time Chairman Powell speaks, the market has a bit of a tantrum. I, I That's been going on for several years. You and I have talked about it uh, in the past. Every time the Fed talks, people don't seem to like what he has to say, even if it is largely positive for equity markets. So I do think we need to hear what the Fed has to say. And I do think that they're going to stay the course. We're going to be accommodative. But the job markets are improving, and they've said that rates are going to be tied, rate increases are going to be tied to improvement in unemployment. Inflation is definitely a concern. Whether or not it's showing up in the numbers, go to the store. Your orange juice costs more. Your milk costs more. Go to the gas pump. Your gas definitely costs more. So people feel inflation in their everyday lives. And the disconnect uh, between what the Fed is saying and what the market thinks he should be doing is there. So what he says matters. And I do expect to see the market have a reaction to it. Um, and the, I don't think we're through this volatility in the bond market by any stretch of the imagination.